Hello and welcome to the Leadership The Last Podcast. I am your host, Greg Raymer. Thank you so much for joining me here on what is episode three of this new podcast on leadership. Thank you for joining me. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about self-care, which is the first of the five common elements of effective and sustaining leadership. If you did not listen to the previous podcast, please go back and listen to that as I do a high view of those five elements that I've kind of put together to help us grow as leaders. But in today's episode, we're going to talk more deeply about self-care and specifically We're going to look at mental health and physical health and the importance of both of those in being an effective leader. And then I'm going to share a little bit of my story and how I grew in those things to help my uh, me become uh, a good leader. And hopefully it'll encourage you to grow in those areas as well. Welcome to Leadership That Lasts. And welcome to episode three of the Leadership at Last podcast. I am your host, Greg Raymer. Thank you so much for joining me here on another episode of this new podcast on leadership. Well, in this episode, we're going to take a deeper dive into self-care. If you didn't uh, listen to the previous um, podcast, um, feel free to listen to it. You can listen to it after this episode. You don't have to necessarily listen to it before, but I introduced the five common elements of effective and sustaining leadership that I've kind of put together. Um, these elements are nothing new under the sun, but I just kind of grouped them together and 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 uh, and I, I, I they have been influential for me in my leadership. And these are similar characteristics that I've seen in other people that I think have been fantastic and wonderful leaders. And so, um, in today's episode, we're going to look at self care specifically. We're going to look at mental health and physical health, and then I'll share my story. Uh, towards the end of how I grew in both of those areas to help me grow as a leader. But before we get too deep into it, I wanted to do um, a little bit of, a, I guess, housekeeping, uh, if you will, in regards to uh, some websites. Um, in the first few episodes, I kept referencing gregramer.com. Go to gregramer.com to get more information. Um, you can still do that, and hopefully we'll always be able to do that, but... Because I want to do some things, some other things with gregramber.com as well, um, I created a separate website called leadershipthatlast.net. That way I can keep all of the leadership specific content together in one place. Um, Because if you go to gregramber.com, it'll be more of a landing page for leadership and maybe some photography and some other writing that I want to do. Um, so I just wanted to bring that to your attention. If you're really enjoying the leadership stuff and you want to learn more about that, head over to leadership leadershipthatlast.net, and that will have all this leadership specific content there available for you. So I just wanted to let you know about that. And if you haven't done so already, please go to leadership and download the leadership uh, that lasts the five, uh, sorry, the introduction to the five common elements of effective and sustaining leadership. You can find that there on the webpage. You don't need to sign up for your email. You don't need to give me your cell phone number so I can text you or any, any of that stuff. It's right there. You can download it for free. Um, it's a little bit over 15 pages and it gives you um, a, a big overview of the five common elements of effective and sustaining leadership and what I, why I believe they're important to uh, being a good leader. And so I introduce a little bit about who I am as well. So if you don't know who I am and you want to get to know me a little better, you can download that guide for free right now. And, um, you can follow along as we talk about self care, but, um, you can go there and download that. I'll also link that here in the show notes for you as well. And one more thing before we get to uh, get to the, the main part of the episode, I do want to ask that you would subscribe or follow this podcast, or if you're watching this on YouTube, if you would uh, follow this YouTube channel and please leave a rating and review. That goes a tremendously a long way to helping promote this podcast. So if you found 
any of this content valuable and you think other people can learn and, and, um, and grow from the content that I've been providing, uh, please leave a rating and review. And I'd love to, to get that message out there to other people. Okay. With that, we're done with the, with the, uh, the house cleaning work, the housekeeping work. In today's episode, we're going to talk about self-care. And so if you listened to last week's episode, I, I mentioned the five different elements of leadership, of, of effective and sustaining leadership, and self-care was the first one. And I mentioned, if you think about it in a pyramid, self-care would be on the bottom, which would have the, the broadest um, broadest part of the pyramid. And so um, it, it would need the most of your attention. And so I want to talk about that today because I think it is the most important element of being a good and effective leader. Because if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of other people? And the analogy that that I've used before, I used in the last episode, was being on an airplane. If you've ever flown an airplane, you know that they always have in the beginning instructions that in case um, of loss of cabin pressure, the, the oxygen mask will fall down. And they always instruct adults to put the mask on themselves first before they ask them to put it on a child. And that's because they want to make sure that the adult has the proper oxygen that they need to be able to help the child. If it was reversed and they gave the oxygen to the child first, but then the adult passed out, the child may not be able to know what to do in that emergent situation. So the same holds true with self-care and leadership. You need to be able to take care of yourself before you can take care of others because the whole point of leadership is to serve other people. That's what a leader does. And so you need to be able to serve yourself, which may sound counterintuitive to leadership, but it's not because your foundation needs to be correct. You need to be able to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people. And so I wanted to share this, uh, this quote I found uh, by author Parker Palmer. He says, self-care is never a selfish act. It is simply good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put on earth to offer others. That's a fantastic quote. That's a fantastic quote. Uh, that is so true. Uh, we can think that self-care is selfish. Uh, it sounds selfish because the word self is in it. Um, but it's not a selfish act to take care of yourself is opening up the opportunity for you to take great care of others. And that's never selfish. So the first kind of thing I want to look at when we talk about self-care, if, we, if we're going to look at two specific pieces today, we're going to look at mental health and physical health. And so the first one will be mental health. And with mental health and mental care, um, I, I believe there's a stigma out there in regards to uh, mental health, people don't talk about it. You know, oftentimes when, when you when you when you see a subject matter that's not being discussed broadly, it's probably because it's hard to discuss and, and not deeply understood. And so, I wanted to share a little bit about mental health and, and mental illness and kind of the differences between the two. Um. Because there are differences. Um, when you think about mental illness, and, and this is where I think a lot of people take mental health. Whenever you talk about, if I if I if I would talk to somebody about how's your mental health, how how are you taking care of, of your mind, I think people think they're okay because they don't have a diagnosable mental illness. So when you when you think about mental illness, you think about um, somebody who maybe is on medication or somebody who may be hospitalized. Um, but the reality is it's, it's not a huge spectrum of people that have an actual diagnosable mental, mental illness. Um, I was looking up some stats, and here, according to the American Psychiatric Association, it says nearly one in five, that's about 19%, of U.S. adults experience some form of mental illness, some form, one in 24, about 4.1% has a serious mental illness. And then one in 12, 8.5% has a diagnosable substance use disorder. And so while obviously mental illness does affect people, um, it is not a broad 
um, a spectrum of people in regards to like diagnosable mental illness. And I'm not an expert on this, so I'm, I'm going to kind of leave that there. And, and, and this is not really the point of why I'm trying to talk about mental mental health. It's it's just to bring home there's a difference between mental illness and mental health and taking care of your mind. And I think that stigma is out there that people, whenever you talk about mental health or, you know, have you talked to a counselor about something or whatever, people, you know, think that's bad. Like you, it, it if I go talk to somebody, a counselor or a coach or something that there's something wrong with me and I'm, I'm not crazy, you know, and, and that's not what is being portrayed or, or what, what I'm trying to portray here is when we talk about mental health. And so I just want to break down when I talk about mental health, I'm talking about a good thing. I'm not talking about something that's negative. Um, it's something that's really good for you and good for others. And so when we look at mental health, um, the American Psychiatric Association defines it or, or references it as it involves the effective functioning and daily activities result, resulting in productive activities and work, school, or caregiving, and healthy relationships, and the ability to adapt to change and cope with adversity. So, mental health is important, and take to take and, and mental health is important for you to be able to take care of others. Because it affects everything that you do. I was uh, I was thinking about this analogy in regards to this. Years ago, I was um, in a gym and we were working on Olympic lifts. So if you know CrossFit, um, the, the kind of where you take the, the bar and kind of lift it up over your head. And, or if you're doing deadlifts, um, there's certain ways that your body needs to be positioned. And I remember the coach telling me, um, I kept, I was dropping my head, like I would, I would kept looking down at my feet and I was trying to lift up and he had said that my head, that the body follows my head. And so if my, if my face and my eyes are looking down at my feet, that means I'm going to be slumped over and I'm going to have bad posture and I'm going to be prone to injury. So he was telling me to lift my head up and look parallel to the ground and that straightens out my back and gives me more support and helps mitigate um, any inner injury. And so I was, I was thinking about that when I was thinking about this mental health is that the head leads the body. And so that, you know, with working out that that was true, but, but I believe that's true with, um, with your overall person, that the head, your mind, the way that you think and, and the way that you're functioning in, in your, inside your head, it leads the body and it leads everything that, that you do in your life from your work, your, your relationships, um, the ability to take care of yourself physically, you know, that that's all affected. And so mental health is massively important. And I want to encourage people to work on their mental health and not see it as something that's bad. And so if you have a bad mental disposition, you know, especially if, if you're a leader in, let's say in a work setting, if you have a a bad mental disposition, then you're, you're going to affect that culture, the overall culture of your company, the people that you work with, because it's going to, um, your head is going to lead your body is going to lead your actions. And so you have to be mindful of that when you're thinking about mental health is that you having a bad day is going to have an effect on other people potentially having a bad day or a bad week or a bad year. And so, it's massively important. And there are a lot of fantastic resources out there on mental health that I will um, share definitely in, in the show notes that you can look at. And um, on, on my website, in time, I'll create maybe a, a separate page that'll have some places that you can go or PDFs or resources that you can consider to help you understand mental health better and, and to grow and be stronger in your mental health. Um, but there's two things that, or three things actually, that I kind of came up with that have been really helpful for me when I think about my mental health and work on it. Um, so I want to share this with you because they're, they're, they're pretty easy to, to implement into your life. And so the first one here is talk to others about how you're feeling. Just share, share what's going on. You know, I, I, I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that, Everyone listening to this or watching this on YouTube, wherever, wherever you may be consuming this, 
that you have somebody, at least one person, that you feel that you have enough trust and enough faith in, that you can share some of your hurts and pains, that you can celebrate things with. And so if you do, and and even if you don't have somebody that you want to get too deep with, but maybe you have a coworker that you kind of relate with, maybe you guys have some things in common, um, and share some of the thoughts you, you're having about things. You would be so surprised at how helpful it is to verbalize, to audibleize the thoughts in your head. We can, we can create a thousand scenarios with, with the thoughts that we have in our head. I mean, I was thinking about this. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll text my wife or, or friends and I can see on my phone if they're typing back. You know, those like three little ellipses or I don't know if I'm saying that right, but pops up and it, you know, you can tell that they're, they're, they're getting ready to text back, but then nothing's, nothing comes through. And I can, I always think it's like, what, what did, was my previous text too hard or, or did, did I say something wrong or was that not the right answer or whatever? And, uh, it just may be that they're driving now and they don't want to text and drive, um, or, uh, you know, they're, they're dealing with a kid with a poopy diaper. I, I don't know. Um, but our, my mind, my mind can go to a thousand different places about, about something so silly and insignificant. And so, um, I've found that it over, over, over my life. And as I've grown in, in understanding mental health and understanding who I am, I can, and we all can internalize things and create scenarios that just aren't real, that aren't true. And so, Whenever you audibleize something, whenever you talk to somebody about the things that are going on in your head, it helps for you to take it out of the like void of your mind to bring it out into the open and then you can hear it. You can actually hear what you're saying. And I mean, I, I can tell you there's been multiple, countless, countless times, countless times where I've had lunch with a friend and just shared maybe a frustration in a relationship or a job. And as I've communicated, I'm like, well, I'm actually the problem, you know, or, Oh, I just, I figured it out or I answered it because I, I communicated it. Um, or, you know, there's been a lot of times too, where a friend can, uh, a trusted friend for sure can listen to what I'm saying and say, Hey, Hey, listen, man, you know, um, I think, I think maybe you're wrong in, in your, understanding of this. I I know this person and I don't think that's what they meant. I mean, or I know they're going through this and they may, you know, just be having a bad week. And so maybe give them a little grace and they're not, you know, really meaning to be hurtful to you or whatever the situation may be. But I'm just telling you when you communicate to people, when you communicate the internal things in your head, it can be a great relief. And sometimes you don't even need anyone to say anything to you. You just need to hear yourself talk and and to think out loud. And so the first thing in helping to improve or strengthen your mental health to, to, to make it healthy, that your mind healthy is to talk to others about what you're going through, how you're feeling and share those things and be able to, uh, to talk, talk those things through. It's, it's, it's a massive thing. It's been huge for me. And, um, it's, it's, kind of maybe one of the first lines of defense when I'm feeling down and just to be able to share, say, Hey, I'm feeling off. Can I just share this with you? And can we kind of like game plan it? So that would be the first thing. Talk to others about how you feel. The second one is break up your routine. In short, take a break. <laughs> um, life can be crazy. Life is super busy. It's chaotic and we can get stuck in a rut because there's no other thing to do. We just have to go from one thing to the other, whether it's work, whether it's taking kids to soccer practice, whether it's going to the grocery store, whether it's listening to this podcast, whatever it is, take a break. You know, you got to break up the routine because you you can become like a cog in a wheel and you feel like there's no point, you're hopeless, it's like there's nothing, I can't can't do anything. I've 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 got to go to this next appointment. I've got to do this thing. And some ways you do, some ways you don't. So um, just uh, say no to some things. Take a break from things. Um, and go for a walk. Listen to the birds chirping. Feel the, feel the wind rustling through the trees. Like take your earbuds out. Don't take your phone with you. 
just go for a 15 minute walk and, and walk around the, the office building you work in or walk around your neighborhood and, and just take a moment to sense and feel something different than what you normally feel. And that will be really helpful in, in helping to strengthen your mental health because it, it takes you outside of what's normative for you and it gives you a new experience and maybe encourages you as you experience these different things. So take a break, go for a walk, uh, maybe watch your favorite TV show. Um, I don't know if any of you have Amazon prime, but I, I recently found reacher. Uh, I love the movie with Tom Cruise and, um, I'm enjoying the, the new uh, series that Amazon prime has. And, uh, so I've been watching that a little bit and there's been times where even when I was yesterday, I was writing the show notes or the, the outline for this podcast. And I just got to a place where it's was like, I can't think of the next line to write. I know there's much more content to write, but I can't think of it right now. And so I need to take a break. And so I watched, uh, half of an episode, uh, just to, just to break up the monotony. And so I found that helpful. Um, call a friend, call a friend and share your feelings. Call a friend that you've been meaning to talk to forever, but life's too busy and there's never enough time and you want to know how they're doing. They want to know how you're doing. Give them a call, send them a text, uh, send them a voice note, just do something, break up your routine and, and do that thing that you've been putting off because you um, don't have time to do it. Uh, that will be massively uh, important to you. If it's important to you that the relationship is important to you, that I, I, I know for me will, in, in, this is coming from an introvert who doesn't necessarily enjoy long conversations, um, but um, that, that's not true. But what I'm trying to say is I'm not somebody that um, will typically pick up the phone and reach out to people. Um, but when I do, I, I often find if it's, if it's a close friend, I'm thankful that I did. I'm thankful that I, I, um, got to catch up with them and see how they're doing in life. So call a friend, reach out to somebody who you've been meaning to talk to for a long time. And I guarantee you, um, it'll help. It'll help with, uh, with your mental health. And so the third thing in um, growing and strengthening your mental health is to stop comparing yourself to others. Okay. I'm looking at you, but I'm also looking at me because this is a big thing for me that I've struggled with. And this is, I think, I think this is a pretty common thing for a lot of people in this world today. I love technology. I love the ability to be able to communicate and meet new people. As a matter of fact, I just signed up for a mastermind on, um, on Facebook today. And one of the assignments was to uh, introduce yourself and say why you're there and some things that you love. And people have been interacting with that. I've been interacting with them. I've met some people from not all over the country, but all over the world already on Facebook. And um, I love that. I love the ability to be able to do that because I'm going to be able to learn from them. But on the reverse of that, you can look at people's lives like on, on social media, TikTok, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all these different places and man, these people are living through filters just as you and I are living through filters. I mean, I rarely post the worst picture of my day. It's usually something I'm wanting to celebrate or share with people. And so people can get a false reality of what is true of life. And so we can look at that and we can see that people are doing, um, people are doing better than we are, which may be true, but probably isn't. They're probably doing just as bad, so to speak, as we are. Not that we're doing bad, but they're going to have the same frustrations in life. They're going to be frustrated with their kids, with their spouses, with their bosses, all that thing. They're probably not going to share it online necessarily, but um, you're going to see the, the beautiful pictures. You're going to see the, the wonderful desserts that they're eating and um, the, the beach that they're, they're at, but that doesn't mean that that's their life 24-7. And so stop comparing yourself to people because, listen, you are uniquely wired to be who you are. And I want to encourage you to grow in that. Um, I struggle with this because I, even in this podcasting, there's so many podcasts out there. I mean, Joe Rogan has, a, you know, whatever the world's most favorite pop podcast. And he gets, I, I think I read somewhere like 11 million downloads an episode. I think I've, I think I maybe have 39 total downloads over uh, three episodes or two really episodes now. 
Um, I'm nowhere close to him and I'm not going to compare myself to him because it's a different format and all that. But there's a world where like you will just paralyze yourself and you won't move into a certain area or you won't take risk in life and you'll continually believe a lie about yourself. That's not true if you continually compare yourself to others. So I just want to encourage you to not do that. Now, that's not to say that you don't have friends that encourage you and say, hey, maybe I don't think that's a good idea for you or I, I don't think that's um, something that you might be good at. Um, and, and, and so I, I'm not saying, you know, all feedback is, is not necessarily bad, but I'm saying when you're living under the assumption because you're watching somebody else's life or you're comparing yourself to, to somebody, um, it's not going to be a good thing because you're not seeing the full picture. And so I would just encourage you to really step back and understand the truth about a situation that you may be experiencing or thinking about somebody because it's probably not as um, pretty as you uh, think it is or they want you to to think that it is. So um, so stop comparing yourself to, to other people and embrace what you're good at, embrace what you're good at and grow in that and learn from your weaknesses. And listen, not all weaknesses are bad, okay? Just because you're weaker in something than somebody else um, doesn't mean that you're a bad person or um, you're not um, you're not worth you're not worthy of anything. It, like that that's not true. You you are worthy of something. Just because um, you're not strong in an area and somebody else is doesn't mean that they're better than you. It just means they're made differently. Like I'm never gonna be a star NBA player or a star quarterback or um, a high powered attorney or a fancy salesman. Cause it's just not my personality and it's not the way that I've been physically built. And I'm okay with that. That doesn't mean that I'm less than Shaquille O'Neal or I'm less than, um, the world's best car salesman. That doesn't mean anything in, in that regard. That just means that we're different and the world needs different. And so I just want to encourage you to stop comparing yourself to other people. And so one of the the common things that, that I, I've heard or I've read when I've been studying about mental health is actually taking care of your physical health. And so this is a good segue into the second part of um, the two parts here on self-care is mental health and physical health. And so in, in one way that you can help improve your mental health is to take care of your physical self. So um this is often neglected in our society, especially in, Mer- in American culture, because um, everything's so busy. We're we're so fast paced, you know. Um, and it's it's cheaper to eat unhealthy food than it is to eat healthy food. Um, it's cheaper for me to run through McDonald's than it is to go get a salad and or get the ingredients. It's cheaper for me to go through McDonald's than it is for me to go buy the ingredients. Um, at a Publix or whatever supermarket to, to make a salad. Now, that when I say cheaper, the caveat there is it's cheaper financially. But um, as you're going to see here in a second, it's not necessarily cheaper um, holistically <laughs> to do that. But financially, it's cheaper to get fast food. We're always busy, so we're on the run. We're going to soccer practice. We're going to the community event. We're doing this and that. And uh, we have to um, just run through the drive through It's just easier to do that. So as Americans, we definitely struggle with taking care of our physical health. Again, in doing some research, I looked up, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, uh, if people get enough physical activity, then one in 10 deaths could be prevented. One in 10 deaths could be prevented. One in eight cases of breast or colorectal cancer can be prevented. One in 12 cases of diabetes can be prevented. And one in 15 cases of heart disease could be prevented if we would just take better care of ourselves. Not only that, but proper physical activity also helps to reduce the health care costs across the board. And so, as I was saying, it may be cheaper financially to eat fast food, but in the long run, you're going to eventually pay for um, your health care costs are going to be more for you um, because your body won't be as healthy and you'll need more care. And for other people, um, it's going to, you know, spike insurance rates and all that stuff. So um, within that same study, according to the CDC, it says 117 billion in annual health care costs 
are as a result of inactivity. That's significant. Um, but being active and being uh, being in a community, living in a community that's active and has resources like gyms and walking tracks and whatnot, they say that that actually helps increase the value of homes because um, it attracts um, healthier people and healthier people tend to be more successful overall and they tend to have more money. And so um, there are some upsides, obviously. I mean, there are definitely many upsides to being healthy. Um, but living a healthy lifestyle can actually help improve your home value. Um, if you are living in a community, community, um, that has resources that are available to to them, uh, to be able to take care of themselves. So I think by and large though, we all understand that we need to take care of ourselves. We need to have a better physical health. I think everyone, even, you know, the person with the six pack abs can do something to take better care of themselves. I remember, uh, talking with my doctor uh, a while back and he actually referenced um he actually said that you can be healthy fat or healthy overweight um and what he was referencing is that you don't have to have a six pack ab a six packs abs to to be healthy you can actually have a chiseled body and still be internally unhealthy um because you may have you know fat inside or there may be fat around your organs there may be the, the things that you're eating um aren't healthy for your body inside and so um that's a whole other topic for holding the conversation but um all that to say everyone regardless of the way they look um can probably do something to improve their physical health and so physical health plays into mental health and physical health will help you be an effective and sustaining leader because again if you have poor health and you're in the doctor you're at the doctor's office all the time or you're in the hospital or you're dead you can't really be an effective leader and so um we need to help we need to help encourage each other to work on their physical health and so two things that i've kind of come up with that um any one of us could do right now today um to help improve their physical health the first one is go for a walk uh, this is huge. I, I'm an all or nothing guy. And so when I think of losing weight, and I'll share my story here in a second, and I'll talk a little bit more about this. But whenever I think about losing weight, I kind of go all in. And so I don't think about walking to me is like slow and it's you're not going to lose weight as fast. So I just want to run. But then that opens me up to injury. And so any most anyone can walk or do some sort of cardio activity. Um, so even if you're, it, it don't have the ability to walk, you could do something that can help you with your cardio. Um, and so a little walking goes a long way. I did a little, did crunch some numbers here. It says the, that the average adult moves 2.5 feet with each step. So a total of five feet. If you took, you know, two steps, if you simply walked a quarter of a mile a day, which is roughly 550 steps a day. If you did that extra and compared to what you do currently, you will then have walked over 91 miles in a year, 91 miles in a year. That's incredible um, that the extra, extra amount of miles that you can put on just by simply walking and a little bit over 500 um, steps uh, a day extra, which is actually not a lot. Just outside of my house here, there's a little park and it's about a quarter mile um, around. And so if I just walk that four times a day, that's a that's an extra mile a day. And it really doesn't take me that long. It maybe takes me about 15 minutes just casually walk a mile. So um, that's something that I've been trying to do currently in my life is to get more steps. And then also the second thing uh, is to drink more water. Drink more water. I mean, we all can drink more water. We drink too much soda um, we drink too too many energy drinks. I drink energy drinks too. Um, we drink too much caffeine. And so we could all drink more water. Um, the human body is made up of 60% water. 60% water, Half over half of our body is water. So it would behoove us to drink more water to support our body. Additionally, your brain is 73% water. Your lungs are 83% water. And your heart is 79% water. Drinking water is always going to be beneficial to our health. And so uh, something that you can do to slowly add this into your life is just simply drink water before you go to bed and when you wake up. So to have a glass of water at night before you, you go to bed 
and then fill up that glass and bring it and have it next to you uh, in your nightstand. So when you wake up first thing in the morning, you can chug it down. And and that's really good for you because it gets your system going. It it wakes you up. It starts to to break break um break up the sleepiness of your body, and the water will help to uh, to start your metabolism and all that good stuff. So that's something you can do. You can start drinking during meals. Um, for me, um, well, I'll share what I did here in a second because it's a part of my my journey um, of of working on my physical health, but drinking more water can never be bad. Um, I don't think it's possible to drink too much water. Of course, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. Maybe you can drink too much water, but, um, I, I would be hard pressed to to think that anyone would, would drink too much water in a day, um, to be, to have an adverse effect on, on their body. But those are two things to help improve your physical health is to go for a walk Get out, do some exercise, get your heart rate up. You don't have to go CrossFit. You don't have to sprint. Um, just do something that's a little bit more than what you do now. And so that could even be just taking the stairs, taking the stairs at your at your office instead of the elevator. That's That will be a huge benefit to your health as well. So um, the last section here of this podcast today, I wanted to share, you, share with you about my story and... Um, share with you about my struggles that I've had with being self-care with, with uh, taking care of myself and being a leader. And so, uh, I believe in self-care, self-care is massively important, but I have struggled with this my whole life. Um, in 2010, 2011, I was the heaviest I had ever been. Um, I was, I'd gone to a doctor, like a weight loss doctor, and they weighed me, and I weighed 420 pounds. But I weighed that because it uh, it was the the highest the scale went. So we don't even actually really know what I weighed. We we were kind of guesstimating. I weighed about 450 pounds. Um, so um, I'm gonna go with that. I was around 450 pounds. And so I started to take care of myself like that was obviously a big shock to my system or shock shock to my reality in regards to, you know, I knew that I was overweight, but I didn't realize how heavy I was. And so I started making some small changes in my life. Um, I started walking more. I lived in an apartment complex and um, I slowly, slowly started walking every day and then that would go from a walk to a walk run. Like I used to do little silly things. Like I would, uh, I would pick light poles in the, in the subdivision or in the complex. And so I would walk to a light pole. And then when I got to that white pole, I, light pole, I would jog to the next one or I jog to another point and maybe a red car I saw down the way that was kind of a distance away. And I would do that. And over time over really, it actually didn't take too long to kind of progress, but over the next week or two, um, I would jog to the next light pole. So I would, my distance would be a little bit longer before I knew it. I was, I was running. I was a jogger. I was a runner. I was doing five K's and those turned into, um, obstacle course races. And I did a half marathon. I actually met my wife at the end of a half marathon, but, um, I slowly progressed in that. And I, and I started losing weight. I started eating better. I allowed myself two what I would call cheat meals a week. Um, and I planned them out. So I knew that I was going to eat pizza on Friday night or whatever it was. Um, if I knew I was going to go to a birthday party and there's going to be cake, I had to tell myself, is this the time I'm going to allow myself to eat that meal or eat that cheat meal with having a cupcake or a piece of cake or whatever. I was very stringent in that. Um, as I started losing weight and then drinking water for me, this is what I was just kind of referencing in the previous point. Um, on, on physical health, I was drinking water. What I would do is I would take, you know, like the, the water bottles and I would buy, um, the flavored, flavored pouches you could put in the water. And so what I did was I allowed myself to drink, um, sodas on my break at work, but for my meals, I would drink that flavored water. Um, and I did that for a few weeks as I got used to drinking water, then I moved the flavored water to the breaks and um, just drank solid water during the meals. 
And then eventually I got rid of the flavored water altogether and I just drank water to the point where I started craving water where like a, a Coke just sounded disgusting to me and all I wanted to do was drink water. And so I would make those small changes and I would allow myself some fun meals every once in a while and I was staying active and I was signing up for races to be able to you know, encourage myself to, to keep going and to uh, have a goal to shoot for. And over the course of one year, I lost a hundred pounds. I lost a hundred pounds in a year, like to the date I I lost a hundred pounds. And then eventually I would lose about 50 more. And so I had gotten down to about 370 and, um, no, not 370, 270 was at my leanest. And I met my wife actually at the end of a half marathon and um, the the joke is that we met at the end of the half marathon. We were both really in peak physical shape for our, for ourselves, um, and then uh, we haven't run since. So um, <laughs> so we we joke we've you know we've both kind of let our physical health go a little bit um, in me a, a lot in some ways. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you could see I'm a heavier set guy. And so I'm not back to where I was at the 450 or 420 pounds, but I'm getting closer. I'm getting close up there. So, um, I've allowed myself to go over the last, you know, I would say is around 2015 was when I kind of stopped being as disciplined and I started getting the weight back. And during that time I got married and started a family and then, you know, became a pastor, was in my dream job, working really hard. Um, and so I just, I, I was serving a lot of people. I was leading, um, in a lot of different contexts and I just allowed my self care to just fall by the wayside as far as the physical health. And so I started gaining weight, but I was, I was pouring into people. I was being compassionate. I was serving them. I was living with integrity. I had a vision, like all those other five elements. I was really doing those really well, but the self-care really took a back seat. And so as I was thinking about starting this particular podcast and this leadership that last, you know, movement or, or whatever this is, this, this coaching and, and teaching, uh, that I'm, I'm creating, um, I started, I mean, self-care was there. It, it was the first thing. And I said, listen, I've got to own this. I've got to start taking care of myself. Um, and so I, I, I say all this to encourage you to say like, listen, this is not, this is not perfection. You know, um, I, I am not good at self-care right now. I know what to do. I know how to, to take care of myself, but I just don't um, do it right or haven't done it as well as I have in the past. So I have made some changes in regards to, I am trying to walk more. Um, I'm trying to get anywhere between 7,000 and 10,000 steps a day. My wife and I have collectively started drinking water, um, more. And matter of fact, I, I don't, I think I've had soda maybe once or twice in the last month. So I'm drinking a lot more water and I'll slowly ramp that up again. I, I miss running. I genuinely miss running. And we've signed up for some races this year that we want to be a part of. And so we're going to try to, you know, encourage each other in that and eating healthier and maybe not eating as much um, as I did in the past or, you know, junk food and all that good stuff. So I'm trying to work on that portion of it. Um, But over the last two or three years, I've actually worked really hard on the mental health side of it. So in regards to self-care, I have done pretty well in the mental health side. Um, I can't remember. I think it was back in 2000. 18, 2019, I started seeing a mental health counselor and it was game changing. I remember the first, the first time I met with him, um, I had a session and I left and 10 minutes later, I was like, what did I just do? Did I just open Pandora's box? And I was so scared. I was like, this, this hurts, but it also feels good. Um, but one of the things I run to when I'm when I'm in a stressful situ- situation like that is food, and so I remember I went to Chick Fil A and got a meal, um, one of my favorite meals, super unhealthy meal. And uh, funny story about that is um, there was actually another person there named Greg, and they called out they called out their name, and I went and grabbed the bag before this person heard it and picked it up and started dealing with the food and realized it wasn't mine. And so I went to give it back, and they're like, "Well, we can't take it back," so. You just keep it. So I got that meal, that guy's meal, which was not healthy. And then my meal and I ate all of it because I was just I was in a vulnerable spot. And that was that was kind of one of my functional saviors is food. 
And so that's something that I'm aware of and I want to work on. And, 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 but I just remember that moment within, within my mental health journey was that was the first time I was scared out of my mind what I had just done, but I knew that I needed to go back. And so I went back two weeks later and ended up seeing this counselor for over, I think, two and a half years. And within that journey, my dad passed away last year and he was able to help me through that. And all the work that we had done with, with my mental health um, had helped me in, in being able to deal with that in a healthy way, being able to deal with my marriage in a healthy way. My wife and I, she actually sees them too. And so I, I, I'm saying all this, say that mental health is important and I, I want to break the stigma about it. Um, if you go see somebody, if you go talk to a counselor, a formal counselor, a psychiatrist, whatever it may be, man, I, I want to say there, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with that. And even if you do have a diagnosable illness, I want to encourage you to, to stay the course. Like, you're okay. Like, get your help. Get the help. Like, people are out there for you. And they, they want to help you. And if you need the help, then get it. Um, there's, there's nothing wrong with talking to somebody. There's nothing wrong with sharing what's going on in your head because a million things are going on in your head, just as a million things are going on in your neighbor's head in your wife's head in your spouse's head, whatever. And you need to let them get that out and you need to get it out yourself. And so mental health is important. I wave that flag. Any chance I can get with people is to go see a counselor. If you're struggling in your marriage, if you're struggling in your relationships, if you just personally, just go personally, you don't have to go as a couple, whatever it is. I just want to encourage you to see somebody, encourage you to talk to somebody. Mental health is, is important. It is so, so important uh, to the overall health of you, obviously, first and foremost, and then your team, the people that you're leading. If you're not strong as mentally, if you're not strong physically, um, then your team is going to ultimately suffer as a result. And so I can't encourage any of that more. And so with that, I grew in my mental health and I grew in my physical health until a few years ago and I kind of lost my discipline, but now I'm slowly gaining it back. So hopefully over time, if you're watching this on YouTube and you see my videos on YouTube, you'll, you'll see less of me, right? You'll see physically less of me. Hopefully you'll see more content, but less of me as a human. Um, and so, or as a, as a physical person. So, um, hopefully I'll start losing weight and I'm excited to share the journey with you and share some of my struggles because, I think one of the things that's really helpful for other people is to know that they're a part of a community. And so if you're out there and you're struggling with your, your physical health or your mental health, man, I, I get it. I get it. I'm with you. Like I understand. I genuinely understand. And so, um, that's it. That's it for self care I could talk more about it, but we'll just leave it there, um, for now. So, um, that is a deeper dive into the look of self-care, which is one of the first, or it is the first of the five elements of common and sustaining leadership. And so I did want to ask a question. I would love for you to respond to this. If you, um, especially if you're on YouTube and you want to leave a comment, I would love for you to answer this. Um, what is one thing that you can do today that will help you care for yourself better? What is one thing that you can do today that will help you care for yourself better? So if you're um, on YouTube and you want to leave a comment or if you want to um, man, leave a rating review and maybe answer that question in the rating um, to, to show people that this podcast is proactive. Or if you want to send me an email, you can send me an email as well. You can find uh, the link on the website, leadershipatlast.net. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to communicate, man. This is exciting um, to uh, to hopefully build a community of people that want to grow in their leadership that want to be better leaders because they want to encourage other people to be better leaders. And so that's the question. What is one thing that you can do today that will help you improve, uh, that will help you care for yourself better? What is one thing you can do today that will help you care for yourself better? And so with that, I want to leave you with a quote from Dr. Jordan Peterson, where he says, the best way to fix the world, if there ever was one, is to fix yourself. The best way to fix the world, if there ever was one, is to fix yourself. And so work on yourself. It's important. It's not selfish. It's actually selfless because you're trying to help other people. And so if you haven't done so already, go over to leadership.last, 
www.less.net and download the free guide, um, the five elements of common um, and sustaining leadership. And in addition, I wanted to also thank uh, Epidemic Sound um, for uh, existing. I started using them recently, and um, they uh, I am a paying member of them. They don't pay me anything for this, but um, they uh, I, I really enjoy them. That all the background music for this podcast, and then for I actually have a real estate photography business that I'm starting, and so. When I do uh, videos for clients there, I use their music as well. And so if you are looking for um, some royalty-free music that you would like to use, um, I have a special link that I'll put here in the show notes that you can use to get a free 30-day trial of Epidemic Sound. And then um, if you sign up as a member through that link, I'll um, get... um, some financial, they will give me some financial um, support from that and it will help support the the channel as we continue to create this leadership that last.net content. And so that would be super helpful if that's something that would be valuable to you and you need some royalty free music that you can use on YouTube and social media and whatnot. Um, consider using epidemic sound. They have, I think over 35,000 different songs and I think 90,000 different uh, soundtracks Um, or sound effects that you can use in your content. So with that, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And I'm excited to meet back with you here next Monday. Thank you for listening to Leadership That Lasts.